This is a Holy Baptist Church podcast, bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome, lives are changing, and Jesus is King. Thanks for listening with us today. We would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us. But for now, we pray you enjoy listening for what God has in store for you in this episode, and that it helps change your life for the better in Jesus' name. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name's Good Daz. Morning. morning, I'm Stu. And we are your hosts this morning. Welcome to Holy Baptist Church. We're gr- glad you've joined us. Um, we hope you're as excited as we are. I feel I haven't done this for ages. I feel quite excited. Yeah, me too. Me again. too. Which some of you might think is a good thing. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> We're continuing with our um, message series. Paint me a picture this week, and um, we've added one on for um, a bit of excitement. We're looking at Jesus, the man. That's the the picture we're looking at this morning. Um, throughout this series, we've been looking at different metaphors and sort of images the Bible uses to tell us sort of about who God is. It's been, it's been a good series so far. So yeah, I'm really looking right. forward to, to this morning. Um, mm. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the lots, lots of good chat. So with no humility at all, we hope this is kind of, you know, life-changing for, for you kind of as you engage with, with Jesus, you know, the man, God, the man, and kind of just kind of listen and understand more about kind of like who we, who we are and kind of, yeah. So me and dad's going to spend some time talking around, sort of like our thoughts on kind of you know the you know jesus the man and who the kind of person that he was and what he did and kind of all that mm. kind of stuff so i think i think it's going to be quite quite interesting so so daz i'm going to put you on the spot now do it nice uh so where in the bible and where in the jesus story do you find jesus most relatable most relatable yeah that's, that's a good question i think I like, I so I did an assembly actually the other day, and I talked it through the Easter story, and I always, I'm always like fascinated by the bit when Jesus in that Holy Week he goes to the temple, and just like, just gets really angry with what's going on that they're yeah. they're sort of changing up money and selling stuff in like the temple and it's God's house, and he and he, he throws tables like, and he make fashions a whip out of cords. It says. I don't know if he's like going around whacking people with it, but he just really gets like properly cross. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't tend to be a very angry person, but that level of like super raw emotion, mm. I think all of us feel at different points and we feel different things. As I said, I don't tend to be very angry, but I do feel like loads of stuff. And you think, oh, even, even Jesus, <laughs> like, like, I don't really didn't, it was very, it, people talk about it as like a righteous anger, but he still got really angry. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you, you can imagine, because obviously, you know, kind of you've got, you've got all the, all the, you know, kind of the regular people like in the temple, and then you've got all like all the, the Pharisee types, you know, the yeah. sort of the, the, you know, the led, alleged sort of, you know, spiritual leaders who are kind of just watching this happen. And you, you can imagine Jesus going after them first with it, with it, with his, you know, cord, <laughs> his, his whip. whip. And he's yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a pretty impressive picture to kind of imagine in your mind kind of just. Jesus going in there and just throwing tables around and yeah, like, and I think know. I find it relatable because Jesus is he was like God incarnate, and sometimes that is a little bit unrelatable. You think, I can't, I'll never. He was so perfect, he never sinned. Like I don't understand what that even means. Yeah, um, but, and, but and then concept. he did he did that. He was like so emotional, and um, I think okay, it makes me feel a bit better about being a human, I guess. Um, you know, yeah, and totally. The fact that it's not I'm not always as a quite self critical person. I don't always have to feel like awful about the terrible thing all of the things i feel that feel a bit like oh, i'm being a bit childish about this or oh, i've been a bit yeah, unreasonable yeah. like i don't think jesus was unreasonable but he was certainly very emotional at times i think that's really cool yeah totally you know, I, I think kind of um it's it's important not to not to forget kind of like jesus is human in this but kind of also 
our own fallibility that we yeah. can't we can't like we can't really get away from that and kind of yeah. like you know when, when we do feel angry or whatever emotion it is that's not necessarily a bad thing exactly. you know just and just because you know just because we, we get angry sometimes kind of you know just that's we can't you know that's 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 almost impossible to avoid you know and just like like you said you're quite self-critical but don't feel bad about that just uh-huh. because yeah. you know because sometimes sometimes you need to be angry about stuff you know because there's plenty of things in this world that are that are, are wrong and you need to be angry about it and yeah kind of like you need that, that that it becomes a positive then it's not a negative thing it's a positive to have like you said you're sort of that righteous anger then it's definitely a fuel the fire and make change happen i guess yeah exactly yeah totally. yeah, yeah. yeah totally yeah. but kind of like um yeah jesus just being so so human at, at times and kind of the way that he showed sort of like the like his humanness and that that everyone can can relate to that because everyone kind of you know feels you know all those different things and jesus clearly was you know felt very deeply kind of like the good and bad sort of emotions mm. kind of you know but i guess it's how he handled them you know in yeah the end. it's pretty good is yeah. there a story that makes that you find like the most relatable if you if you've got one on the on the thing put yeah. it in the chat or if you're watching later send us an email yeah um, definitely but what i used to is there, a, is there a yeah i mean because what, what we talked about the other day kind of like for, for me it has to be when he's when he's in the in the garden at gethsemane and he's kind of he knows what is what is going to take place and kind of he knows that what's coming he knows mm. the the pain that he's going to endure he knows the betrayal he that dies, he's, he's he? going yeah. to endure that yeah that the, you know kind of ultimately it's leading up to his death and you know he's he's <clears throat> he's in the garden and kind of he, he says to god kind of you know if if this is possible let this cup pass from me you yeah know, yeah i don't want this to happen i mean yeah. how how human can you get kind of you know yeah. that, that sort of that is the ultimate for me is there any other way we could do this <laughs> yeah totally kind yeah. of and you know because that that for me is the most human vulnerable weak mm. point fear, well i guess you, and fear like it was so yeah totally yeah he, he sweat it's talking about him sweating, sweating blood, drops it, of blood like, yeah. if you, someone is that mentally sort of scared that you're sort of the capillaries will break down and yeah know, sweat physically can happen just that terrifying yeah yeah i yeah. I, I just find that such a uh, a moving sort of portrayal of jesus you know the man kind of going going through this torment you know yeah, just yeah. because he knows what's going to come but he, he doesn't want it to happen but that's the crazy thing at the end of it he accepts it and he allows you know the roman soldiers to to, to come and take him he doesn't he doesn't fight back he's he's accepted what needs to what needs to happen and kind of i guess that that's where it starts to become unrelatable because you'd think any one of us we you know we wouldn't let try we'd try and do anything to stop yeah. that you know so yeah and it's it's pretty amazing kind of like the you know that for, for me that's that's the most human part of, of yeah. jesus you know so if I, it's, I guess it, well both stories is it's all about the emotion isn't it like when you read about jesus who's like again he's a god incarnate and we think we're yeah. at, he's most relatable when we see or read about the stuff he felt and the, the way he dealt with that as well like because he was so terrified but he was still had the courage to go and do all the stuff the awful things that he knew was going to happen you think, oh wow that's so yeah so cool has anybody put yeah because i think kind of almost going on to sort of the the flip side of it it's kind of it's it's almost like the the really sort of unrelatable parts of of jesus that that we that we can't relate to what are they do you think when when do you find him well so i mean i guess you know unrelatable 
sort of like kind of like the, well, the miracles and things that, that he performed yeah. I, I i can't relate to to being able to do that i really can't um nice. you know kind of even from the 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 first miracle of turning the water into wine which is mm. possibly the most famous sort of you know miracle That's of all perhaps cool, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. kind of just be able to just quite you know sort of it's yeah. done i mean yeah. who knows and that would make you very popular with people, it would it? i mean gosh yeah. i mean yeah i mean you, you really would be the ultimate guy from heart <laughs> kind of you know if you can do that yeah, I mean, yeah definitely really? but yeah it's it's such a yeah kind of like uh, i think having that power really would be yeah because I've, I've i have like once in my life we prayed for this young lad who'd who twisted playing football like a few days before yeah, he yeah. wrecked his knee and had all this ligament damage he's on crutches and we prayed for him like there's about five of us get around prayed and then he got up and ran around the room and i remember just being like mildly terrified that that god seems to have healed him like that yeah but i can't imagine like what's unrelated about jesus is he had that power that was his power wasn't it whereas we i sort of prayed please god and god did it yeah but to, to have the confidence that the power of god is in yeah. i guess it is in me but i don't know yeah i find it unrelated but he just would just touch people and their leprosy would be gone or like he would just bring people back to life you see i can't He's going to read those stories about Jesus thing. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even need to, he didn't that even need amazing. to show up like Jairus's daughter. He, he didn't even go to the house, did he? Yeah, yeah. And just kind of, you know, he said, you know, kind of, she, she'll be fine. Yeah. And she was and kind of, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But yeah. kind of, yeah, it's, it's, I guess I find that unrelatable, but kind of amazing at the same time. I guess we, we don't need to have that full understanding of it. I mean, that for, for me, that's, that that's not a cop out because, you know, kind of we, we can't we can't understand everything and mm. you know I, I intellectually that that's not always very comfortable like just accepting that but at the same time you can't always explain the miracle you can't always understand it but i guess i guess that is that is slightly unrelatable well, for, for me anyway mm. um but yeah what, what do you think is there anything else that you sort of yeah i guess beyond the fact that he was god that's very unrelatable <laughs> even in his like his character we don't think about his what's his character because i can relate to the fact that he's very emotional i can also relate to the fact that he was very he seemed to have and again you know we read the bible and i think you can get a good picture of who jesus was but when he was he was just like infinitely patient with people and yeah, there's yeah. i'm like quite an introverted person i need sort of my space and <clears throat> i read a lot of jesus was always like finding a somewhere to sort of sneak off and pray yeah but then there's one occasion when he's him and he says come on disciples let's go i need to get out of here and just get away to do this prayer thing and they sail across the lake and they get to the place like where it's going to be quiet but then there's this massive crowd of like five thousand <laughs> men and their families yeah and rather than saying something like oh i just i just need to, like 10 minutes he just yeah. like preaches to them and like heals people and does all his miracles um, and then like feeds them as well and does this other amazing yeah. miracle and i think that's i i don't think i could be as patient as as that like i like to have my routine absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> and if yeah. if someone like interrupts that I probably would go with the flow and, and be like, do the kind thing. But internally, I'd be like, I'd be fuming. Like, <laughs> I just needed 10 minutes. Like, could you not just give me... Give me a break. Whereas he... Again, I don't, you know, I assume he was just probably really good about it and very patient with people. Effort, and I find that kind. I find that unrelatable. I think I don't think I could be that cool all the time. You, you can't you can't relate to effortless yeah. patience. Whereas he, I, just, I just assume he probably always did the... The godly thing <laughs> i don't always do that well i know i mean that's that's all that's impossible to do to, yeah. to be permanently on your game like you know 24 7 that's yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's a mirage yeah kind of you know for, for any of us to try and achieve that it's that's that's pretty impossible but yeah no it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty fascinating like how kind of 
yeah you're right because it just kind of the the way that jesus always was with people there was yeah, they were never too much they were never too you know kind of there was never it was never a problem was it kind of yeah. you know he always he always welcomed people he always kind of embraced them and kind of whatever wherever they were at he was kind of like right i'm in the middle of this now mm. and kind of that he was never kind of just saying now nah, i'm out i'm gone you know kind of yeah i mean sometimes he probably could have needed that 10 minutes like you said but just he just yeah he's always ready to to just serve people isn't he always yeah he's that's that's the that's the thing is people. it's about serving people isn't it yeah it is yeah it is what do you think totally. when do you find jesus most or least relatable um you can email us join.in at hawleybaptist.org.uk have you ever met someone in and you thought oh man they're like they're that much closer to to being jesus like than i am yeah i guess uh, not very often and uh, i think people are too fallible to, to kind of be put on a pedestal like yeah, that i mean that yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess that's that's my take on that yeah <laughs> maybe we'll do that another day that one i think we're gonna go to the room now downstairs now it's time for this week's message enjoy well good morning great to be here it is palm sunday and um as martin mentioned um Nara is my grandson so um absolutely double bubble um to be good to be here it's also the first time i've been on this stage makes me feel really important and you also need to know we've also got a new clicker to put the slides on so if they don't work um I'll put the excuses in early on. As Martin says, we come to the last in our Paint Me a Picture series, in which we've looked at how some of the people who wrote the Bible used a picture or an image to help us understand a little bit more of the character of God. So in the last four weeks, we've looked at the potter, a fortress, an eagle, and a shepherd. If you've missed any of them, they're on the HBC YouTube channel. Do catch up. Now, I'm delighted I only have to speak and not actually paint a picture. In my second year at secondary school, at the end of term exam, my art teacher wrote, exam, 30th out of 30, tries hard but has no ability. Probably a touch harsh, but actually also very true. Helen will occasionally remind me that when I was helping with um, the children's work upstairs, I once painted a picture of a stick man that looked a little bit like that. Which in a very odd sort of way leads me on to our subject today. We've looked at a potter, a fortress, an eagle, a shepherd, and today we look at a man, but not any man, a very specific man the person of Jesus, as we continue to find out what God is really like. I don't know if what you conjure up in your mind when you think of Jesus and um, what he looked like. Um, hopefully not. Don't lose that, um, Susanna. It's, um, uh, thank you. Um, um, not um, who you think of. If you're of a certain age, which is probably my age and a little bit older, you probably think of Robert Powell, in the Jesus of Nazareth series, 1970s, some of you are just looking and shaking your head. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, if you're more of a um, historian, you probably think of maybe the image that was on the Shroud of Turin that supposedly um, showed Jesus's face, which looked like that. we both in it. Um, if you're an artist, you might think of Michelangelo in the Last Supper and that sort of picture of Jesus, or um, Holman Hunt painted that picture. Um, I don't know what you think Jesus looked like. The, the fact of the matter is, 
we don't really know. And um, the prophet Isaiah, who lived 750 years or thereabouts before Jesus, foretold that the Savior would have no beauty or majesty. To put it another way, he was fairly ordinary looking. Or to put it another way, he probably looked like a little bit like you or me. Not saying you're ordinary looking, obviously. So if Jesus' appearance wasn't remarkable, and it wasn't his physical image that is important as we think about the character of God, we need to ask, firstly, who was he, or who is he? And then what did he say, and what did he do that could help us understand what God is like? Here's a little short film clip of the responses of people who were asked in the street, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Mm. Uh, uh, um, uh, I think uh, uh, I believe he was a person. Um, he's the Son of God. I don't believe Jesus ever really existed. Son of God. If I have to answer that question, I would say God. Uh, he plays on the wing for Chelsea. If you read the Bible, I don't think I could believe in all of that. Everything. <laughs> He can be any, but for me, he's everything. Who is Jesus? To be honest with you, I don't know. I'm not super religious or anything, so, I mean, he, I guess he's a savior or something. <laughs> Personally, I think that Jesus was probably a really cool dude who lived a long time ago and gave great advice to people, and it snowballed from there. To the man on the clip that said, I didn't believe he really existed, we have to say there is plenty of historical evidence to back up that Jesus was a man who lived 2,000 years ago. Indeed, if you go onto the internet, there is this sort of debate that goes on as to whether there is more um, evidence of Jesus existing or Julius Caesar existing. Um, I don't think it really matters. I think if you are a historian, you will know that both actually lived on this planet. So if Jesus did live, what did he say or do? Well, Jesus' life is very well documented. There are 10 early manuscripts of Caesar's Gallic Wars, which I studied. Caesar's Gallic Wars. Yep, good, got that. Which I, which, um, there's, there's 10 manuscripts to talk about Caesar's Wars. There are over 5,000 early manuscripts of the New Testament telling us what Jesus did. And if those manuscripts, and from those manuscripts we learn some pretty outrageous claims that Jesus made. For example, if we read in John's Gospel, John was a follower of Jesus who lived at the same time. And his, in his account, he, re, he records that Jesus said, whoops, go back. If you've seen me, you have seen God. John chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Now, I wonder if that was a bit like, if you've seen Helen, you've seen Angie. Um, they are very similar in many of their ways. Was it a claim that somehow Jesus was a bit like God? Or was it more than that, that Jesus was actually saying, I am God? Well, that debate is sorted when Jesus says quite clearly, I and the Father are one. Jesus is saying, I am God. It's a mysterious claim that Jesus makes. And he then goes on to say, your sins are forgiven. Now, if you've upset me, it's within my right to forgive you. If you've upset Helen, it's a little bit odd 
for me to forgive you for what you've done to Helen. If you've upset a stranger I have never, ever met, it'd be absolutely absurd for me to say your sins, what you've done wrong is forgiven. But Jesus says your sins are forgiven. He is claiming to be God. Indeed, the religious leaders at the time were waiting for something to pin on Jesus so they could kill him. And it was this, when he said, your sins are forgiven, they said, ah, he's claiming to be God. So there's some, and, and finally, Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. John records that Jesus tells us that the truth of the matter is, he is the way to God and everlasting life. So we ask the question again, who is this Jesus? Who do you say is this Jesus? C.S. Lewis, the chap that wrote the Narnia Chronicles, Lion, Witch, the Wardrobe, says there are only three possibilities. Jesus, and this is Neil's paraphrase, not what actually C.S. Lewis wrote, but he said either Jesus was a bad man, he was an ordinary man that went round deceiving people, tricking people, preying on the vulnerable. He deceived them with clever words. In fact, he had nothing really to offer. He was a fraud. And if Jesus wasn't a bad man, then maybe he was a madman. He went round saying, I am the son of God. I am the same as God. He wouldn't be the first or the last person to say that. Was he just deluded? Well, the third possibility, he's either a bad man, a madman, or what he said was true. The person, the girl at the end of that clip that said, I think he was just um, a really cool dude who lived a long time ago and gave some great advice to people, cannot be the case. He did say some great things, but he claimed to be the son of God. And if we accept that third possibility, and I appreciate a lot of you here this morning will be way ahead of me to me saying, yes, I know all of this. But if you accept that third possibility, we then have to ask ourselves, what did Jesus teach and what did Jesus do? If we want that image painted of the Son of God, if we want the, the image of painted of what God is like, then what does Jesus show us? got three more verses to show you. The first one is Jesus says you are to love your neighbor as yourself. And those that know the story of the Good Samaritan, the person he asks, says, who is my neighbor? And God and, and Jesus virtually replies, everyone. And we are to love our neighbor. We are to forgive them. We are to respect them. We are to put ourselves in their shoes. We are to pray for them. We are to consider them better than ourselves. And if that's not difficult enough, Jesus goes on to say, love your enemies. The people that you don't like, the people you don't agree with, the people that wind you up, the people that say really stupid things, and the people that really get on your nerves, what are you to do? You are to love them. You are to respect them, forgive them, put yourself in their shoes. And what's the third thing that makes it even more difficult? By this, everyone that will know that you are my followers if you love one another. There was a politician in the early 2000s, I think it was possibly Tony Blair, but I may have that wrong. And he gave this famous speech, and it was education, education, education. The message of Jesus, if we want to look 
and see what is like is love, love, love. When I speak on a Sunday morning, those that know me well, I don't speak very often, but when I speak on a Sunday morning, I often have three points, and they all begin with the same letter, and there's a vague hope that when you go home, you'll um, remember at least something of what I said. Well, today it's even easier. I have three words. They all start with the same letter. In fact, they are all the same word. If we want to look at what Jesus says to us today, what is the character of God? It is to love, love, love. And of course, as we enter Holy Week and the week running up to Easter, we remember that Jesus demonstrated this love, this unending love, this ultimate love. You pick your own superlative word to describe God's love for us as Jesus died on the cross to pay the price of our wrongdoing. So if you're sitting here now, if you're watching from home, good morning. If you're catching up on YouTube, the question is, if you're one of those people that was asked on that clip at the beginning, who do you say Jesus is? And then there was a second question, and how does that affect the way you live your life? How would you answer? It's Palm Sunday, and we remember that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And um, secular reports say there were probably 2,000 people in Jerusalem, 2 million people in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. They'd all come around to celebrate the Passover festival. And, um, and some had probably heard of Jesus the teacher, or Jesus the miracle worker, possibly Jesus the king was in town. And we read the crowds waved palm leaves in front of him as a sign of victory and triumph. And they shouted, Hosanna, save us. And they put cloaks on the road, in the, on, on the floor, in very much the same way as we roll out the red carpet for a king. But we also read that there were others in Jerusalem who were plotting Jesus' downfall, even his death. The religious leaders of the time, the Pharisees, and particularly the Sadducees, who were more concerned with their own interests, their wealth, and making most of the political situation that actually suited them quite well. But it was Palm Sunday, and the Jesus followers, it was the Jesus followers making all the noise, getting the attention, feeling good, it's always easy to go along with the crowd, isn't it? But by the end of the week, when the religious leaders of the day had got their way, when Jesus had been betrayed, arrested, killed, those shouting and cheering at the beginning of the week were suddenly very thin on the ground. They'd run away. They'd melted into the background. Maybe they'd seen the tide of human sentiment and had joined the crowds demanding for the crucifixion. Of Jesus. So I guess we need to ask those two questions. Who is Jesus and what difference does it make to my life? Not on a Sunday morning when we're proverbially waving the palm branches. Obviously, we're an English Baptist church and we don't actually wave things. We just, we just sing about it. Um, well, there was, some wave, there was some waving going on, so I'm being a bit harsh. Um, um, but perhaps we need to ask those questions in the difficult times when life is not easy, when we feel isolated, when we have issues with no one seeing, with no easy way out, when we've fallen out with those closest to us, when our social media feeds tell us that we should be looking out for ourselves because we are the most important. And what's our answer to those questions then? Who is Jesus and what difference does it make in our life? Do we still show that love 
that Jesus showed through his death on the cross. And today, as I said before, is a wonderful day because it's Noah's dedication service. In short, Robin and Helen have dedicated themselves to raising Noah in the Christian faith, and you lot have promised to help them do that. It's not an easy task, not only because of Noah's autism, but we live in a world that is a mess. The truth is no longer obvious, temptation is everywhere, and everyone seems to have an alternative view on everything. The increasing worldview seems to be, if it's okay for you, then it's okay. Yet Robin and Helen believe in the person of Jesus, the man who came in human form 2,000 years ago and showed himself to be God and pointed to himself as the way back to God. You see, they know of the love, love, love of God, both in the good times and in the difficult times. And I've no doubt there will be their fair share of those. And yes, they will have the support of their immediate family, their friends, thank you for those that have travelled distance today. They'll have the support of their wider church family. But most of all, they can rely on the love of an everlasting God demonstrated through the person of Jesus. So a fairly short and simple message for us this Palm Sunday. The question is, who is Jesus? The second question is, what do we, how does that change our lives as we come up to Easter? And the third question is, how do we show that love of God that Jesus demonstrates to us? We're going to have a short um, video clip, and then there are some questions for you to reflect on, which I've just told you what they are. Oh, that was good. That was a good sermon. Neil, was... What I like about Neil's sermons is they're all, they're always quite short, and that's sometimes that's a good thing. But they're always <laughs> quite like simply profound, and and like yeah. those questions as I read them, thinking, oh, again, they're questions you could easily just give like a one-word answer to. But actually, if you really think about them, it's quite tricky to. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're a lot to, more, yeah. a lot deeper than than just than yeah. the than the surface. So yeah. the the questions are, who do you say Jesus is? Uh, and then we'll also we'll also talk about the fact. Um, how does that? How does what we think about that affect? your life and the way you live it. So who do you say Jesus is, Stu? Oh, is he, what was it? Is he, is he a bad man, a mad man, or was he the, the God man? What did he say? He didn't do the last one. Yeah, because I... Savior, the son of God. Yeah, I, I've always heard it like saying he's either a lunatic, a liar, or Lord. Yeah. I've, that's yeah, okay. that's well, the ones I've always always, yeah. always heard. But yeah, I mean... They're nice and alliterative, they all the same. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, I could be alliteration. Um, yeah, who so... Who do you say? What's that? Well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Jesus is... Is, is God the Son of God? He's the Son, the Son of Man. You know, kind of, you know, he is he is my Savior. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, I can't put it any any blunter or plainer than that. Really, yeah. just you know, just Jesus is is my Savior, and so the rest of my life is 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 essentially defined by that. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I probably have you know, <clears throat> well have the same view as a part of this church um, that he's the the Lord. You know, I think he was like the God Man, um, but what does that? So, like, so what is it? Is kind of the question after yeah, that. Like, yeah, absolutely. What does your life look like because you believe Jesus was the Son of God? Would absolutely. you say? Yeah, I mean, it's, somebody it's who such like, a, doesn't. Yeah, it's it's such a it's a, such a great question because it's just like you know, kind of what what how does that outwork in your life? Yeah. Kind of you know, because of that. And yeah. do you know what? It's a real struggle sometimes. It's just, I mean, honestly, it's it's difficult. You know, because just because being a Christian 
to be honest, it was never promised to be an easy thing. Never. In fact, it was. We we're told it's going to be difficult. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so. It's such a. It's so. It's so culturally opposed, really, isn't it? To kind of like trying to trying to live this sort of the the Christian life of kind of you know to to you know to um. It's really hard to explain it. Um, it is just yeah. because there's there's so much about like being a Christian that is that is that modern society just can't stand. Mm. You know, you can't to have essentially to have any kind of standard is now, you know, just diametrically opposed to what society says. Yeah, or can com like cause a bit of com like not conflict, but set us apart from people, isn't it? In, in in believing that some things are like right, or some things are wrong, or some things are true, and some yeah. things are not true. Yeah, like can be. And again, I'm trying to think like like practical examples. Like conversations I have with people when I realise how how different my life is to theirs is when I say things like, you know, I believe in like the tithe and I give money to the church and I, but I also work for the church. And right. some people have said like, like why would you like give money to your employer? Well, it's it's not it's not as like simple as like oh just yeah. this is something I do. Like, so I really folks. believe that like like all the money I have is like God's money and I want to make sure some I give some of that and yeah. you know don't have to give to church but to give like lots of money away yeah yeah um when we don't get you know relatively speaking as much as some of my friends get and then you can see them thinking that is a bit weird like why that's it's just wouldn't be on their priority list or yeah totally I guess country and an understanding but yeah. it's not it's not just giving money to to, to line the pastor's pocket you know kind of it's it's there for, for for the work of the church it's there for kind of to 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 do good in your community it's there it's there to, to bless pe people perhaps who are in the most need kind of it's not it's not just we're giving money to the church you know kind of it's not a, yeah it's yeah i mean tithing is a, is a great thing and I, I think that's that's really important i think yeah you're right i mean that that's culturally kind of that's a real shock to, to people when they find out that yeah. kind of thing but, else? yeah i mean just there's 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 so many things that kind of just kind of, you know, sort of abstaining from certain things, which society's mm -hmm. while not whilst not encouraging, says now this is a great thing to do, yeah. But certainly, kind of, you know, um, sort of a lot of people's view of kind of alcohol and recreational drugs and all that kind of stuff is is very sort of you know just free and free and easy and kind of they there's no, there's no moral imperative that, that would stop them, you know, yeah. kind of when but kind of obviously you know kind of the Christian is called to have you know that. Um, your body is a temple for the for the holy spirit and why would mm -hmm. you kind of why would you want to pollute it with you know drugs and alcohol and so so many other things that kind of society says yeah this is brilliant this is fantastic you should definitely do this yeah you know yeah. because and the more the more things are legalized the more permissive society becomes kind of you, you would think that kind of that would make people happier news flash it doesn't yeah <laughs> you know? uh, that's interesting and yeah because i guess we might abstain from things and people might think oh you're just a sensible person but actually the the sort of core of why we would do certain things is not like because I want to be sensible or make you know improve my like, those are all bonus things but actually yeah, yeah. you know something like my thinking about our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit is like a weird idea to some people but is will be the yeah. reason why completely like, alien those kinds of things completely alien and I think yeah, yeah. kind of again just it, it kind of it's a real cultural sort of you know um it's really countercultural just kind of the Trying to explain that to somebody. Yeah. I mean, because you know, I you know, thinking back, particularly kind of you know, to when when I was younger, kind of like my friends and stuff just really didn't get it at all. Yeah. Like, because you know, they they quite you know, we go to the pub and they get absolutely trashed, and I just have a couple of drinks, and that was it. Yeah. You know, and they just they couldn't get their heads around like, so why aren't you joining in? And I was like, I don't need to. I don't want to. 
yeah. and kind of you know just i don't think that's that's right you know as a christian for me to do that and so yeah. they just totally never got that did and, you ever get was it ever like a, a did you ever feel like a bit conflict was there like a bit of resistance from them about ever, ever like because i think there's a danger that people might perceive us as like self-righteous sometimes or oh yeah like i'm i don't you know, i hope as christians we wouldn't ever make people feel like we're better than them but we aspire to uh, a godly way of living and, and the highest possible way of living i guess ultimately but i think that can sometimes upset people have you ever yeah found um, that? to be honest i've i've very seldom come across people who are kind of of the opinion that kind of i'm doing this to make myself appear better mm. than, than others that that I'm, I'm i'm only doing this for you know to to appear really sort of you know pious and superior i've 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 very seldom met people like that yeah. but certainly people have said kind of why why do you do this or why don't you do this and you know kind of people i think people a lot of people are genuinely curious kind of and they will ask you know mm. sort of sensible you know respectful questions and kind of obviously then you can do you can do absolutely everything you can to to kind of to tell them what, what you believe and, and why you believe it and why you, you know, think this or believe this or why you do this or don't do this and kind of you know i think i think it's, it's those sort of conversations are entirely healthy but kind of if you do come across people that are you know essentially hostile to 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 your to your faith and kind of everything about it then kind of just i think there's there's only so much you can you can say to that person you can you can you can sort of reach out to them and say look you can ask me as many questions as you like but you're not gonna you're not gonna trip me up you're not gonna change my mind just because i this is this is what i truly believe this is this is not just like a a whim or a passing moment this is yeah. this is what i base my life on you know? yeah yeah but your life on it oh that's good absolutely what about you at home if you're watching have you ever um or who do you say jesus is how does it affect your life the choices you make um i have have you ever as well like i think that was an interesting question have you ever experienced like you're trying to follow Jesus the best you can and you experience a bit of resistance from someone or someone's a little bit um upset or, or sort of maybe intimidated i don't know what the yeah the, the kind of question i'm thinking about but i've met people who you know they sometimes don't like because you're a bit too too good or you try and be a bit too virtuous and they think oh that's ridiculous yeah i, I mean i've i've you know i've certainly come across people who think that um if you're a christian you're utterly moronically stupid um that's yeah, yeah. that's a that's an accusation that i've that has been leveled at me several yeah. times and i'm just like well no i this is you know you can't you can't have a faith without intellectually examining it and testing it and kind of you know it's personally for me i could never just you know there's a million reasons why i i follow christ as my as my savior and i and i can i i believe in god and that you know that there's a million reasons why and all of those are, are intellectually valid. There's no, there's no, it's not God of the gaps. It's not, it's not kind of, you know, there's, there's not, it's not just, it's not just, I'm going to ignore the difficult questions. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want to intellectually challenge those and kind of that is how, that is, you know, how I, what I base my faith on kind of like, it's that rational intelligibility and understanding of, of, of my faith and, the world around us and every, and everything else that kind of it's all it's layers it's layers that you build your faith upon and kind of it's not just one thing or two things it's you know a thousand things yeah, yeah. so yeah like a whole fast an experience in the world and all sorts of things yeah in the totally. Bible and absolutely i'm really, sure i'm sure it's the same for you kind of you can't yeah. you want you, you won't be intellectually lazy about your faith yeah but i don't think no that's, no that's way, something which you can yeah, say categorically no i you know it's 
that's not something that no, no. I mean it you is I, you know I think about it I think I have to have faith I, you know there are you know God is mysterious as often yeah. as it, I hate yeah. when people say that but it, there is you know it, he is what, how I explain how why things exist I think that's probably the the, the difference isn't it like science tells me how this was made how this and lots of things like that mm-hmm. but like the question is yeah, but like why what's the purpose of it all what's that and it's those questions when i think you know god who loves me like made me and those yeah so there you know there's you know, i don't know that god exists but i do believe it very because of like logic and reason and i've sort of rushing it all out absolutely um, i don't know i have to choose to believe and that is putting my faith in the fact that jesus was a man yeah but i also have faith that he was the savior my savior yeah absolutely um, and i bet my life on it every day sometimes i think this could all be <clears throat> could all be made up like could, he could have just been alone. He could have, yeah. I have those thoughts all the time, um, but I, but but I do believe, you know. And I guess when we have faith, we can work all the rational stuff out, logic it out, and think. Yeah, yeah. But I think at some point you do have to think. But I have to choose to believe that it's real. That's you know, God is real life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that's the case of almost anything abstract. You know, that yeah. people might might believe. Kind of, you know, what, what whatever that might be. It's not just you know, you know, faith in God or whatever. But yeah. kind of, yeah. I think I think. I think again, sort of like thinking about how society perceives that, like it's quite, it's quite, you know, it's quite a leap, kind of, you know, the kind of in the 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 people in that alpha alpha video they showed earlier, kind of like asking, sort of like who they thought Jesus yeah. was and stuff, and they thought, oh yeah, he was like a a, a nice guy or, or a teacher or or he never existed at all, you know, it's like, it's there's such a you know a wide variety of, of views about that kind of stuff, and yeah. I think. I think that the, some of the certainties that, that we have personally, I think a lot of those are kind of, um, I guess it's not what we we project, but kind of you know about about God. You kind of but sort of yes, like you said, we, that there are there are mysteries to God, but I think you know it's kind of it's it's having that rational understanding of of God that you you can make that that leap to sometimes where kind of it's this is outside the realms of what you can test essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I think that's that's a healthy way of, of yeah. looking at it. Yeah. yeah. So you, you have to accept that kind of you know, there is that miraculous part of God that we that we will never get, we'll never understand it. Mm. But you know, there's there's so much that you can understand. So this has been a good chat show. Enjoy this. Yeah. I think we've we're in danger of waffling and potentially being boring. Yeah. So um thanks for joining us this morning. Um it's been it's been really interesting and I think hopefully quite enlightening and, and challenging. Um yeah, it's been, it's been really good. So uh, for me and Daz, it's a, a very fond goodbye. Bye. That was today's episode of Holy Baptist Church Podcast. We hope it's prompted you to want to follow Jesus, hopefully a lot, but even just a little bit more closely. If you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can email us, gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk. We would love to hear from you. It would really make our day. If you want to hear more from us, just a reminder, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can download the Hawley Baptist Church app on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store by simply searching Hawley Baptist Church. Thank you again for listening to Hawley Baptist Church podcast. We pray God will bless you and we'll see you next time.